The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Pretty much because I never do that to you guys. It is a Williamson Wisdom Wednesday presented by DraftKings. What does that mean? That means my homie. Matt Williamson from the four-letter network days, the former scout in the Cleveland Browns organization, did a lot of college scouting as well at Akron, at Pitt. He is back. It's been way too long. A lot of you are listeners going back to when I first learned what a podcast was. And M-Dub, as I affectionately call him, helped explain that to me along with Jay Soderberg, the real pod Vader. We'll get to M-Dub in a minute. We're going to go over, like I think we used to maybe, our award winners. The NFL Honors Show is tomorrow night. They will go over all the award winners, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, blah, blah, blah. And M-Dub and I will tell you who we would vote for if they gave us a vote, which they should, but they do not. You can always check us out. On social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. I say it every episode, so you kind of get it. It means a lot when you guys retweet the show. Love quote tweets on Twitter and shares on Facebook. Because shares means everybody else on your timeline sees it, which is awesome. And then the quote tweet, People see it, and we can retweet it. So people can see, this is awesome. M-Dub's back. I love the show. Whatever. It just helps spread the word about what we're doing and lets other people know that you enjoy what we're doing. Love the sponsor confirmation email winners. As you guys know, the sponsors are the ones that kind of keep this thing going. We've got Athletic Greens and LinkedIn, ExpressVPN. Today, I'll tell you about Keeps. And yes, Keeps has been real good for me. Real good for me. And then the YouTube shout-out trying to grow that YouTube channel. So the more of you can subscribe, even if you're not a big YouTube person, please subscribe and you can see the highlight clips of all the shows or watch them. More and more people are watching the shows. I got a chance to meet with a couple of listeners and viewers, actually, I guess, when I was in Kansas City. Uh, It was amazing, loved it, and they watch it together. So very, very cool that the couple that watches together. Anyway. 
You know what's really cool? M-Dub. Big Showtime. The Big Show. You got to check him out on social media, at Williamson NFL. Considering how many of you go back to the four-letter network days, I'm guessing a lot of you already do follow him on social media, and I'm guessing a lot of you already do listen to his show, so you know what he's got going on. He's got a lot of stuff going on in the Pittsburgh area, got a national show. Uh, but I like to make sure everybody knows MW. I don't want to leave anything out, and I like to check in with you a couple times a year. So what's the latest in terms of MW's daily schedule? Yeah, man. Good to talk to you, brother. It's like old times. It's, you know, too too busy of a week to go reminiscing about the four-letter network too much. But it is great to chat with you as we did every day. Um, Brian Peacock and I do a, a podcast, Peacock and Williamson, every day. That's basically the same format as yours that Jay set up way back when. And it's a blast. So if you want to hear me every day, that's the best way to do it. And follow me on Twitter, as you mentioned. And then what, what else are you doing in the Pittsburgh area? A lot of stuff directly for the Steelers, actually, for their website. Like, we're about to start a series tomorrow called the Triple Take, where there's three of us breaking down the five best offensive tackles in the draft, the five best centers, you know, all the way through, writing articles for them. And I also do a a daily show called The Drive for Steelers Nation Radio, too, which is their radio network. So that's been a blast. You know, like when camp opens, I'll go move up to the dorms at St. Vincent like usual, assuming COVID doesn't just you know, mess that up. So kind of part of the team from an outsider perspective a little bit. It's kind of fun, right? Yeah, you know, for yeah. me, even though I played for five different teams, it's fun to do stuff for the Eagles since that's the team I grew up liking. Sure. And maybe even more than that, because that's the team all my friends and family like. So they, you know, it's fun for them to see or hear me doing Eagles stuff. Exactly, exactly. I did the post-game show on TV a couple weeks ago, and people came out of the woodwork. I didn't know you were doing this. You know, that kind of stuff. You know, all the Steeler Nation out there. So it absolutely has been a blast. Beats working for a living. (laughs) So before we get into the awards, I do want to get – I do have to ask you two Steelers-related questions. Sure. um, That I guess I'm just curious about. The first one is – I don't know if we talked about this last year or not – what were your thoughts on them, on the Steelers bringing Big Ben back for one more year at the time and maybe now in hindsight? It was a year too, year too long. And I, I actually think Brady has looked at Eli, Breeze, even Peyton Manning, especially Ben, their last season in the league. And, and I think Brady looked at those guys and said, I don't want my last year to look like that. I think Roethlisberger had a really difficult time defending himself on the field, protecting himself. And I don't want to say played scared because he's had such an impressive career and is anything but a scared player throughout his career, but was very easy to play against. Um, That being said, and I'm not making excuses for my team, when COVID hit, it really hurt, as you know, the Eagles, the Saints, and the Steelers from a salary cap perspective that they didn't have a whole lot of other options one year ago. This year is a lot more fun in that they actually have cap space and we don't have to get into all the minutia, but this past season was really about preparing itself for life after Ben. Like here's a little nugget. Only the Jets and Lions played more rookie snaps than the Steelers this year. I mean, that's their version of a rebuild. A lot of one-year contracts, opening up cap space, that type of thing. 
Well, I didn't know that. That's yeah. a surprising stat because I look at them and I feel like they're like an older team with they're Cam one of the youngest and now. some of those guys. Right. It's Hayward and everybody else is, you know, in their 20s or on their first contract. I mean, they've gotten very, very young over the last, you know, year or so. Well, that's great. You know, to make the playoffs in right. a year when you were doing that, that's great. Yeah, that's my thoughts on it was if that's as bad as it gets, if that's the Tomlin version of a rebuild, I think Steeler Nation can withstand that for a year. So, but obviously the big thing is quarterback. So I guess it's a two-part question, M-Dub. Number one would be, what would you try to do at the quarterback spot? Mm -hmm. And number two, what do you think the Steelers will do in case they're not the same? I mean, I'm not throwing dirt on Ben's grave, but I really think that O-line problems, ability to run the football – would all take a huge shot in the arm with, frankly, average NFL quarterback play. I mean, I've always called Aaron Rodgers the the great deodorant of the league. I mean, I don't think Rodgers' offensive line was much better or worse than the Steelers this year, but he was. we'll get to awards. He's going to get his name mentioned, you know, because he raises all ships. So I think you could take the approach of, hey, I'm going to, Kick the tires on a Wilson or Rogers. See what the cost is. I bet the cost is too much for where this team is. Ross, I've just started to really dig into draft stuff with the, with the Senior Bowl, and I like these quarterbacks. I like Willis a lot. I think they would have to trade up to get him, and I do think the Steelers are infatuated with a quarterback that can move. It's been a while. I don't know that that's the approach they will take. I really don't have insight what they will do right now. Here's what I would do. I would sign Jameis Winston. I mean, I think Winston played very well with the Saints. I think he took a step back from his Tampa days and became more of a professional, lost some weight, hung around Breeze and Peyton and guys like that. Former first overall ability. And on a lesser extent, I might kick the tires on Mariota or Trubisky because those guys are cheap with a lot to prove. And if you happen to catch lightning in a bottle in a good situation, and surround them with linemen and, you know, other things, you might get a good one on the cheap. Um, But Winston's not really mobile, but that you're saying that's, that's, that's true. That's true. Want, not what you want. Exactly. I mean, I, I don't know that they're infatuated with a runner. I know that they don't love playing against Lamar twice a year, you know, and they understand the value of that. Um, I just think of the free agents that won't cost you a draft pick and won't eat up a ton of space. Mariota and Trubisky are a little behind Winston in terms of helping you win right now. Let's get to these awards, M-Dub. And again, this is not going to be who we think is going to win the award. This is going to be who M-Dub and I Mm -hmm. would vote for, for the award. Uh, Let's start with the most valuable player. It's Aaron Rodgers for me. I'm not even sure that it's particularly close this year. Um, I thought he did so much with an okay supporting cast, but not as good a supporting cast as people think. You know, I mean, secondary receivers, tight ends are below the line. You know, after O-line injuries, it was very below the line. I thought Rodgers was exceptional this year. People tend to forget that because all they want to talk about is he lost another playoff game. This is a regular season award. He was the best player in the regular season. So I do think, that last part is interesting because, you know, our, our mindset is so framed by what we just saw. Right. And we all agree that the playoffs are a lot more important than the regular season. 
So there's a reason why they vote for this award before the playoffs start. <laughs> right, right. Because it would definitely skew people's opinions. Uh, I think it's Aaron Rodgers as well. I do think it's a lot closer, though, than other people think. I mean, Tom Brady led the NFL in touchdowns and yards by a considerable amount. Mm-hmm. Had to deal with a lot. Godwin gets hurt. Antonio Brown does what Antonio Brown does. You know, it's almost like we've taken Brady – for granted, I think the difference is he had more interceptions than Rodgers. I think Rodgers is probably ultimately more valuable, but I do think that that's actually a pretty a pretty close competition between those two guys. Uh, what about Offensive Player of the Year? See, to me, this can't be a quarterback. I, I mean, I, I, the way that they set it up, sometimes a quarterback wins both. Well, an MVP should be almost always a quarterback. To me, this should be a non-quarterback award. I think it's got to be Cooper Cup. I mean, that's as good of a, a wide receiver season as we've ever seen. And just looking at the stats, it's easy to say Cup. But they use him sort of like Kyle Juszczyk at times. I mean, he blocks people. He does things that don't show up in the stat sheet as well. What a tremendous year. Totally agree. Uh, I'm on the same page with Cooper Cup as well. I mean, you win the Triple Crown. And again, much like Brady, because I did these numbers before the Cardinals and Bucks games I called, he won every category by a healthy margin. Yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't like one catch or 10 yards. I mean, he, he had the most touchdowns, yards, and receptions by a healthy amount. He is the offensive player of the year in the NFL, in my mind. What about the defensive player of the year? First of all... It's almost like a Michael Jordan, LeBron type award where I think this could go to Aaron Donald from Pitt, by the way, um, every year that he's the best defensive player on the planet. He's one of the best defensive players of all time. He's in his prime. I put a couple bucks down for him to win Super Bowl MVP. I think he's going to dominate on Sunday, but I still, I don't want to sound like a homer. I'm giving it to TJ Watt. And just for people that do pay attention to my show and the Steelers show I do, this was a big argument late in the season was Watt versus Miles Garrett. And frankly, I said, I think Garrett's a better player. I think Garrett deserves the award, but he really slowed down the last four or five weeks of the season where Watt just kept making big play after big play. TJ missed some time though. I mean, he, he played the equivalent of about 13 games and tied the all-time sack record. Yeah. I think missing time hurts him in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with what you said about Aaron Donald. I'm probably a little biased towards Micah Parsons because he's from Harrisburg, where I live. I know him. So I think it's important in life to always acknowledge potential biases, right? But what he did this year, what he was asked to do, we've just not seen it. I mean, we've just not really seen what Micah was able to do. And I got to be honest with you, I, I feel like Dan Quinn prevented Micah from winning this award by not having him rush very much mm-hmm. the last four games. When they got everybody back healthy, Lawrence and Gregory, Parsons became much more of an off-the-ball player, dropped into coverage more than 50% of the time, and I just didn't allow him to have the stats that he had been putting up to that point. And then he missed a game with COVID, the last game, which hurt as well. I'm going to go TJ Watt, but yeah. it's another one where I think it's really close. And I think the fact that Parsons 
affected the game in all the different ways he did. I mean, people don't have that many pressures and, ta- and, and sacks, but also that many off-the-ball tackles. People don't have that many reps in coverage and yet still have the production he had. Um, offensive rookie of the year, M-Dub? I thought it was a good group overall, and again, usually this goes to a quarterback, but I thought Mac Jones came back to earth that last month or so where Jamar Chase just kept getting better and better and better. Um, some of the other wideouts and Najee Harris and some, well, even Rashawn Slater had great years, but I think it's pretty clearly Chase's award. Totally agree. How yeah. can you give it to somebody other than that? Defensive rookie of the year. Do we need to spend a lot of time on this one? No, I just wanted to throw in when you mentioned Parsons, you know, I, I listen to your show regularly. I'd never miss a Cosell episode. That's for sure. And you guys have said a lot of things over the year about, especially Greg, no offense to you, this might be the best edge rusher in the league, better than Watt, better than Garrett already. And you're right. I mean, special player, special usage. I hope we get to see more pass rush snaps. And if I don't recall, I think Greg even might have used the ter- used the name Lawrence Taylor. I mean, that's not that crazy. No, I mean, from a physical ability standpoint, it's not crazy at all. Yeah, um, which is crazy. Yeah, no, and, <laughs> and he, he, he's not as skilled as a rusher as T.J. Watt. True. And didn't have the production as T.J. Watt, but boy, it'd be fun to watch him just rush every play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they put him in situations at times, you know, rushing over the guard, which is nice. But, you know, when you're when you're coming off the ball on a blitz, you know, it's usually three guys inside for two, and it, it just makes it hard for his mm-hmm. body type. I'll say this, uh, he embarrassed more offensive tackles this year than anybody else. I mean, making guys whiff yeah. with just how sudden he is. And he does have crazy acceleration. He actually reminds me of LeVar Arrington. In oh, terms good one. Of just the acceleration that's just not from this world. Yeah. When Arrington's a Pittsburgh legend, man. I mean, Arrington is a legend around crazy. here. Crazy. I, mean, yep. I mean, I was teammates with him, and it was – it was stunning to see how slow he could make other NFL players look. It's still a power and all the other good stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. that's a great one. Um, all right, comeback player of the year. I never quite understand this award. You know, is it coming back from being bad? Is it coming back from injury? Um, Joe Burrow pops to mind, though. I mean, that was a pretty serious injury. I mean, when we were talking about the Bengals this time last year, the whole conversation was, Will Burrow be ready for the regular season? Should they take Chase or Sewell? And he wins a good division. So I'm giving it to Burrow. I don't know if I'm skewed because of the playoffs, but to me it's like clearly Burrow. Yeah. I wonder if you asked me this the day after the regular season, if I would have said Burrow or Dak Prescott. I don't know that answer Mm -hmm. the day after the regular season, but all I can think of now is Burrow, Burrow, Burrow. The other thing is his injury was like December, I think, or late November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some question about whether or not he'd be able to play early in the season, and he didn't look 100% early. Here's the other thing, too. His O-line is not good. It Bad. makes what he's done even more impressive. 100%. I thought about Dak as well, but I felt like Dak will be much better next year, another year removed from the injuries. He had calves and had some lower body stuff throughout the year that I wonder if that's a, a spinoff from his a really serious injury from the year before. The last one, M-Dub, Coach of the Year. 
I'm going to go a little off the grid here and go Sean Payton. I mean, they didn't have a passing game. They Their offense had no weapons or really a legit quarterback. They just missed the playoffs. And I think you can look at Tomlin, Harbaugh, Payton, that level of coach, and just be like, man, I don't know that they can ever bottom out. That's uh, that's an interesting one. That You know, you don't hear that name very no, often at no. all. Um. I, I think it's Mike Vrabel. I mean, I you. you know, for to get the number one seed in the AFC, when you've got the Chiefs, you've got the Bills, you know, obviously the Cincinnati Bengals, to get the number one seed with no Derrick Henry for most of the year. Yeah, I don't know how many games Julio Jones and A.J. Brown even played. They beat a lot of good teams. And I don't know how they did it. They lost to a couple horrific teams. They lost to the Texans and Jets. Right. It's like, I don't know, on some level, losing the Texans and Jets makes all their wins more impressive to me. I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe that. But I think it's Vrabel. You know, I, I think he's like the star of the team. You know, I think he's like the most notable thing that, that him and the D-line probably. So I'll go Mike Vrabel. Last question, M-Dub, is just a prediction. On the game, what what are you thinking for the Super Bowl? I'm scared to death to bet against Burrow, but I just think there's too many Rams advantages, starting with their pass rush. I mean, he withstood it against the Titans, but I think it's going to be a six-plus sack day for the Rams. And I'm fearing that they get up and they put him away and kind of end this Cinderella story for the Bengals. That's exactly how I felt. Really? about the AFC championship game against the Chiefs. Me too. And that's how it was unfolding. Uh, these Bengals <laughs> don't blink. I I'll make my official prediction on Friday, but these Bengals don't blink, man. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful, let's say, that it'll be a close game. Please check out this man <laughs> on social media, at Williamson NFL. If you have a chance, if you're not already, please add it to your repertoire of podcasts that you listen to. He's the man, been good friends for a long time. Love that you were able to come on. You are, I, I want to do this every year. Every year I want to okay. do the awards with you. You're my guy. Thank you so much, <laughs> M-Dub. Absolutely, bud. This was fun. Take care. And thank you so much, Keeps. I mean, thank goodness for all the TV stuff I do, plus everything's YouTube now. I, I think my head is too big to be a bald guy. I just think it is. I think my head's too big to be a ball guy. Thank goodness I heard about keeps. Look, I was already taking, I've told you guys this before, the two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. I'd already talked to multiple doctors about it, and they said, look, there's a pill you take every morning. There's a topical solution you put on in the morning and, and at night. These are FDA-approved, which means they passed the approval process, showing evidence that they worked. We've all heard a lot about that process in recent months. So why not go with the two things that you know have a proven ability to keep the hair? Yet? I don't know if it's grown back any hair that I had, but it's definitely kept hair that I otherwise would have lost. That's the key. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash Ross to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Ross 
to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash Ross. Ducks takes. Hi there, Ross. So let's start today. Uh, kind of an odd one. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray has, quote, cleansed his social media. Any reference to the Arizona Cardinals? Gone. So I'm kind of crossing my fingers, hoping that this is some, like, social media ploy. This is some type of something related to a commercial on Super Bowl Sunday. Or this is something to do with an advertiser. If this is him expressing anger with the Cardinals in some way, it's just the latest example in my mind of how immature he is. I mean, I noticed that when he did the interview at the Super Bowl before the draft, you know, when he was coming out with Dan Patrick and wouldn't answer questions and was looking over at his dad. I have talked with multiple people who have given me several examples of Kyler Murray's immaturity. If that's the case here, if he's frustrated that he hasn't gotten a new contract yet, it's been like three weeks since he's been eligible for one. I I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. At some point, hopefully we'll get some clarity. I'm not going to go too hard yet until we get some type of confirmation that this isn't just like a, a PR commercial, something like that stunt, as opposed to him really expressing frustration. Ducks takes. A couple of coaching notes that uh, jump out, including the Giants hiring Wink Martindale as their defensive coordinator and the Bills hiring Aaron Cromer as their O-line coach. Right. I, we don't go over every coaching move, but the ones that – are of note to me. We do. I think Aaron Cromer is an excellent offensive line coach. I never really got the story on why he left the Rams. I'm not sure I really understand that. The Rams O-line had been very good. He left them in the offseason. I thought that was kind of weird. I, I need to ask people what that story is. But the Bills offensive line, I thought, took a step back this year. And I think Aaron Cromer will get them back on track. As for Wink Martindale... Did an awesome job in Baltimore. I think Brian Dayball knows that. Really like the staff that the Giants are building right now. Martindale was hamstrung with all the injuries this year. And I'm excited to see what he does with the Giants defense that actually has a decent amount of talent. Ducks takes. And finally, the Titans inked both general manager John Robinson and head coach Mike Vrabel to contract extensions. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. I mean, they are a perennial playoff contender. They've done a nice job building that roster, the defensive line. You know, they they have their core together. I think the question they'll have to ask themselves is whether or not Ryan Tannehill is the guy that can actually get them to a Super Bowl. But they've been in the mix quite a bit the last few years. And they deserve a lot of credit for that. You know, they've been in the playoffs every year. They're in the mix. And John Robinson and Vrabel are the reasons for that. Of course, I thought Vrabel was the coach of the year in the NFL. So I think very, very deserved. Speaking of deserved, I think all of the lovely ladies in your life deserve flowers for Valentine's Day. I know you might have something else in mind to get them. Let me just tell you, 
get them flowers as well. Right now, 100 Flowers has an amazing offer for you guys. You get 24 assorted roses for $39.99, or you can upgrade to 24 red roses. So not assorted, red, for $10 more. No one has ever said, I don't like these flowers. No one has ever said, oh, you got me flowers? I wish you had. No, no. They love them. They're beautiful. To order 24 assorted roses for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for only $10 more, go to 100flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter code ROSS. That's 100flowers.com, code ROSS. Hurry, because this offer expires today. Let's do an email, Brian. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. So the email address is always at rosstucker.com. You are guaranteed that I read and respond to your email on the show. If you ever take advantage of any of our sponsors, just take advantage of one and then forward it to me, ross at rosstucker.com, with the question. What do you got, Brian? Today's question from Bob Ober, a longtime Steelers fan from Fort Mill, South Carolina, uh, who's been listening since M-Dub and Pod Vader and has been a patron member for a long time. Uh, anyway, he uh, before he gets to the question, he just wanted to say that uh, his car headlights were going dim, so he got in the zone at AutoZone. Uh, anyway, question, uh, with a recent injury to Michael Gallup and complaints that it was due to part of the unforgiving field turf, do you, Ross, have any interesting stories about the actual field of play impacting your game or performance? I'm old enough to remember the Steelers, Three River Stadium, was essentially AstroTurf on a concrete stadium floor. Have any of the older players told you stories about playing on these types of surfaces? So... First of all, thank you, Bob. Longtime Steelers fan, Fort Mill, South Carolina. Love that he's been listening since the M-Dub and Pod Vader days. Well-timed, by the way. Well-timed on this email. So, two things. One is, I have talked to the older players. And they do tell you just how sore they were after those games. You know, that was very unforgiving surfaces. It basically was concrete and then they had a thin layer of grass on it now it made for people flying around it was a very fast surface you know obviously the rams greatest show on turf but a lot of those guys are having to get knee replacements hip replacements because of how bad it was for their joints in fact i talked to mike golick about it when i did the game with him and he said that Every team that ever played at the vet filed a complaint with the NFL. Every single team, every game. For for however many years, they filed a complaint with the NFL. But nothing ever happened. You know, I didn't play on very many of those. I actually played on some of those in college. When I was in college, Cornell still had that surface. Columbia still had that surface. Penn still had that surface. So in college, I played on some of the uh, hard AstroTurf days. In the NFL, I think by the time I got to the NFL, I think that they were all at least field turf. Actually, I take that back. My rookie year at the vet, it was AstroTurf. I don't know how many else I played on, though, 
where it was AstroTurf. So I benefited a little bit from that, even though in college I played on some of those surfaces, unfortunately. I never had a problem with the field turf that they have now. I know some guys don't like it, and there is evidence that there's more injuries on the field turf than there is on grass, but I, I kind of liked the field turf. I felt like you knew what you were getting. It was soft. I, I kind of liked the field turf. I never really had much of an issue. Shout-outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com. You want a breakdown of the Super Bowl, a thorough one? Joe Dolan and I are going to talk about every single skill guy in the Super Bowl individually on today's Fantasy Feast podcast. And I am extraordinarily excited for tomorrow's guest. All I'm going to say is you will love him. And I'd be shocked if you don't laugh, belly laugh, multiple times. That's my tease for tomorrow's show. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.